0: Do you know that from your position, you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaje as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And now we are still on our series, praise God. (laughs) Because when it comes to the word of God, God is not in a hurry. He wants us to actually get the fullness of it so that we can run with it. Amen. He wants us to get the best of it, get the fullness of it. So that we can run with it, praise the Lord, and I want our hearts to be open to receive all that God has for us. Praise the Lord. Now we we'll start reading from First Corinthians, second chapter, and verse four. First Corinthians, the second chapter and verse four, the Bible says. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. So that means that people's faith could stand on the wisdom of men, Or on the power of God. Hallelujah. It's possible for your faith to stand on the wisdom of men or on the power of God. But the will of God for us is that our faith should stand on the power of God. Praise the Lord. Not on the wisdom of men. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. And for us to... Base our faith on the power of God, it must be based on the word of God. Praise the Lord! For our faith to be based on the power of God, it must be based on the word of God. Amen. For the word of God is the power of God. Paul said in Romans, the first chapter, and verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of god unto salvation amen the gospel of our lord jesus christ the gospel of our lord jesus christ is the power of god so if our faith is based on something other than the word of god it's not going to be based on the power of god and then if our faith is not based on the power of God, it's not going to produce the God kind of results. Praise the Lord. So God wants our faith to be based on His Word. Now, Jesus Christ has been made seen unto us. We have been looking at the genesis of the new creation man in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ has been made seen unto us. Second Corinthians 5.21 makes us to understand that Jesus Christ was made sin for us. He who knew no sin was made sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Now, we started looking at what salvation is. Salvation is being saved from sin and all its consequences. The word salvation is all-encompassing. Amen. It means soteria in the Greek. It means to be saved from sin and all its consequences. Think about what sin brought into the world. Salvation means to be saved from the power of sin and all that sin can make happen. Praise the Lord. That's what salvation means. And then we began to look at what it means to be born again. When you say a man is born again, it means his real person, his real self has been regenerated. We looked at that last week. Amen. His real person, his real self, has been regenerated. And what's his real self? His real self is a spirit being. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, the Lord says, Come let us create man in our own image after likeness, that they may have dominion over everything that we have created. Amen. And then in John chapter 4 verse 24, the Bible makes us to understand that God is a spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Praise the Lord. So we looked at it last week that man was created in the image of God, was made a spirit being. Praise the Lord. Man is primarily a spirit being. Man is primarily a spirit being. He not less a spirit being. Man is more than flesh and blood. Man is more than flesh and bones. Man is primarily a spirit being. possesses a soul and then lives in a body praise the lord now we looked at all those last week now when you say man is born again the bible says in john chapter 3 that which is born of the spirit is spirit and that which is born of the flesh is just like adam before the fall never knew sin never thought of sin in the cool of the day god would come and fellowship with him praise the lord in other words in the evening. And then when he fell, the first thing that was noticed was that he saw that he was naked. And then the second thing was he was afraid. He heard the voice of God in the garden and then went to hide himself because he was naked. He was afraid. Fear came in. In other words, he felt unfit. He felt unworthy to stand before God. And everybody in Adam always feels that way. Praise the Lord. Except there is a rebirth. And that being born again means to be born into the very nature of God. Hallelujah. Born into the very nature of God means to be born into his righteousness. Righteousness to a child of God in Christ Jesus is more than what has been credited to his account. Amen. Amen. It's more than the righteousness that Abraham had. Praise God. Abraham believed God and it was imputed to him for righteousness. In other words, God credited to his account righteousness. But for the man in Christ, not only does he have righteousness unlimited, credited to his account, he has become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is not something that he's trying to make up. This is who he is. When you say, Righteousness It is the opposite of sin. When a man becomes one in union with the devil, and that came by as a result of the fall of Adam, man began to feel unfit to stand before God, began to feel unworthy to worship God. Amen? But right now in Christ Jesus, we have become... The righteousness of God. In other words, we have been made right with God and we have been endowed with the nature and the ability to stand before God without any aorta of condemnation, sin consciousness or inferiority complex. Amen. Now, we love God. We fear God. In other words, we have godly reverence for God. But we are not afraid of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can't speak and then we begin to run elter skelter. We don't run away from His voice. We don't run away from His presence because we have become His righteousness, His very own righteousness. Do you know what that means? It means that when God sees you in Christ, He sees Himself. For He who knew no sin, talking about Christ, was made sin for us that we might become, what? Our own righteousness? No. God's very own righteousness in Christ Jesus. Oh, that, that that surpasses human thinking. And that's why it's amazing grace. Hallelujah. It's amazing grace. Sometimes I just sit down and all through the night, I'm just meditating on Second Corinthians 5.21. Just brooding over it and just brooding over it. For he who knew no sin. Jesus Christ did not only bear our sins on the cross of Calvary, he became our sin. When you say sins, you are talking about the wrongdoings that are product of the sin nature. Do you understand that? When you say sins, they are products of the sin nature. Just like the flesh produces some works, and the recreated human spirit produces fruits. So also sin produces sins. The characteristics of a dog, hello, the characteristics of a dog, the traits of a dog, are born out of the nature of a dog. The traits of sin, which are called sins or iniquities, They are born out of the sin nature. Praise the Lord. Do you understand that? So when you say sin, you are not talking about a wrongdoing. You are talking about a nature, a being. So when Jesus Christ was on the cross, what happened? He became sin for us. What, What does that mean? In other words, He took upon Himself our sin nature. And that was why, if you read through the scripture very well, Jesus Christ died twice on the cross. The first death was a spiritual death. Remember before he gave up the ghost, he cried, Eloi, Eloi, lamaq sabachthani, O God, my God, who has thou forsaken me? Praise the Lord. Amen. That was when he was separated from God, spiritually. To die spiritually means to be separated from God. To die physically means to be separated from your body. Do you understand that? When your spirit leaves your body you die physically. When your spirit is separated from the Spirit of God, you die spiritually. That's what it means. In other words, you are no longer living by the Spirit of God. That was what happened. When Adam fell, he only had breath. Human breath. Human life. Zoe left him. God's life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Do you understand that? So when you say, he who knew no sin became sin for us. In other words, Jesus took upon his spirit, he took upon himself the sin nature. He became sin. Not that he bore, just. he did not only bear our sins on his body and our sicknesses on his body. He became sin. He was made sin with our sins and made sick with our sicknesses. He couldn't have gone into hell as a righteous one. Praise God. Hell wouldn't have contained him. Hello. So when he became seen, Amen, He could go to hell. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now what I'm sharing with us, We are preaching Christ. And Him crucified. That's the power of God. You ask yourself, what gospel did the disciples and the apostles preach? What gospel did they preach? Amen? You realize that the gospel they preached was the gospel of what? The resurrection of Jesus. His crucifixion. Paul said, I didn't come to preach myself to you. I came to preach Jesus. And Jesus crucified. But I am preaching myself to you as a servant amidst you serving the cause of Christ hallelujah do you understand that that is the gospel that your faith can can be based on and your faith will not be disappointed if it's based on something else it's going to be disappointed praise the Lord praise the Lord now, how did he solve the sin problem? How did he solve the sin problem? Amen? How did Jesus solve the sin problem? Now, that is how we, we can walk out of sin. That is how we can walk in the righteousness that is made for us. If we understand how he solved the sin problem and base our faith on how he solved the sin problem, then we can have the liberty from sin. Walk in the reality of it. Hallelujah. Now let's look at that in the world. Second Corinthians 5.21 Powerful word, powerful scripture. For he had made him to be seen for us. Praise the Lord. Now listen very carefully. He has made Him to be sin for us. Not that he's going to make Him. Or oh, let's endure this hardship of sin. Sin here and there. Let's keep struggling and striving with sin. Because He will soon be made sin for us. Amen he said for he who who is the he there god god the father has made him who is the him there jesus christ our lord has been made sin for her, for who for us he has been made sin for us he was made sin for us the sin nature was laid on him now that sin nature is also known as the old man praise the lord you could call it the adamic nature or the nature of sin. Praise the Lord. he the same old man. Hello? So when, when he was on that cross and he was dying, though those that were crucified didn't know what he was doing there, but he was made sin for us. Now he has been made sin for us. Not that he will soon be made sin for us or he is going to be made sin for us Or He may be made sin for us. The Bible says He has been made sin for us. It is already finished. It is already concluded. It is already done with. He has been made sin for us. Who knew no sin? He knew no sin. Amen. Now the Bible didn't say He became a sinner on the cross. He never became one because He was not one in the first place. But he was made sin. He bore the sinner on himself and his sins. In other words, he bore the sin nature and all the products of the sin nature on himself. He bore your old man on himself. Praise the Lord. Do you see that? He that knew no sin, he knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Huh, Lord Jesus. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. You know what that means? That we might be made righteous even as He. God is righteous in Christ Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. Okay, let's look at another scripture. You understand now. Amen? I just want you to get this. If you just get this, you can go home shouting. Praise God. (laughs) 1 Corinthians one thirty. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus? The hymn here, there, talks about God the Father. But of God are we in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus, who of God, is made unto us, what? Wisdom. And is made unto us, what? Righteousness. And is made unto us, what? Sanctification. And is made unto us, what? Redemption. He has been made unto us, righteousness. Righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. Who is our righteousness? Christ Jesus is our righteousness. Now, that is settled now. Go over, go back to Second Corinthians 5.21. For he had made him to be seen, who knew no sin. That we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, just as he has been made our righteousness, we can be the righteousness of God. In other words, when he sees us in Christ Jesus, he sees his righteousness. Hmm. There was a day that I came into the presence of God and I, I felt like I should be humble. Praise the Lord. And I said, Oh Lord, you see, I'm unworthy. I'm good for nothing. Just have mercy on me. Praise the Lord. Oh, the Holy Spirit. I knew, I felt a kind of sadness on the inside of me. The Holy Spirit was withdrawing and said, no, that's not it. And He spoke up within me and said, you have just said with your very mouth that Jesus is unworthy. I said, no, I couldn't have said that. He said, you said that. Because He is your righteousness. And He has made you in Him God's very own righteousness. Now, if you say you are not worthy and you are good for nothing, you are saying saying Jesus is not worthy and is good for nothing. I said, Lord, I shut up my mouth. I just wanted to be humble. Amen? Amen. There is a way a Jew would pray. And there is a way a non-Christian would pray. There is a way a child of God in Christ Jesus would pray. The prayer of a Jewish man is different from the prayer of a Christian. Somebody who is a partaker of the divine nature in Christ Jesus. You don't equate that kind of prayer. Say, okay, well, since I read this in the book of Matthew. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, amen. They were written off... Jesus Christ's works and the deeds of the Jews to towards him amen but if you come into the book of acts romans first corinthians second corinthians and then you move on like that you will see the way you will see the way the believer in Christ Jesus should pray amen have you read second i mean Ephesians 3 verse um, 14 before. Paul praying for the Ephesians. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. In other words, he bowed his knees in the consciousness that he is part of the family of God. He bowed his knees in the consciousness that he has a sense of belonging. He didn't bow his knee as a stranger who is trying to beg God to do something. He bowed his knees as somebody who is one with God. Hallelujah. Who is a part of that same very family. Just like you are free in your own family. Your earthly family. Your physical family. Your family in the flesh. You are free. Sometimes you could walk into your father's room, walk into your mother's room. You could go into the kitchen and cook something. You are just free. That doesn't mean you despise your father and despise your mother. No. You are just free with them. Sometimes you could even sit on your mother's legs. Hallelujah. Somehow there is a connection on the inside that you are part of this very family. Born into this very family and heir to everything that this family has. And heir to the inheritance and heir to the possessions and heir to all the rights and privileges of this family. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant unto you. He was asking the Father for a divine grant. Can't you see? Say, Father grant. Hallelujah. Wow, that's the way we should pray. You say, well, that's Apostle Paul, the very Apostle Paul. You know the very Apostle Paul. Is he more born again than you are born again? Did he receive a special Jesus? apart from the one you received. That, oh, you see, the Jesus that saved Paul was a special Jesus. Probably the one that saved me was inferior. To the Jesus that saved Paul. Oh, probably the eternal life that Paul received was super eternal life. And then God saw, you see, a common man in Christ like this. He just gave us my one. Praise God. No, 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 no. All of us have boldness and access with confidence. Through the faith of Him in Christ Jesus. All of us, not some of us, but not all of us have taken advantage of that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, if you do wrong, what do you do? The Bible says, Little children have written unto you that you sin not. But if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. Who, who is the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for your sin and not for yours only, but for the sins of the whole world? Praise the Lord. Amen. Now you go to Him in repentance. Hallelujah. And say, Father, I lay claim on First 1 John 1, nine. If I confess my sin, you are faithful and just, and that transition says you are true to your nature. To forgive me my sins and to cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. Do you know when you sin, you still have relationship with God, but you have broken fellowship? You you become conscious of unrighteousness. <laughs> what what is that? What does that mean? You can't stand up erect again and say, Father. And then the devil says, You see, you can't stand again. And you don't need to stand again. So just go into the hiding, go into oblivion. Just stay in the dark. God doesn't love you. Do you think God can even accept somebody like you that is good for nothing? You are meant to nothing. Look at your life. You are a bundle of mess. Are you, really, are you really sure that the blood of Jesus, with all your sins, do you think the blood of Jesus can cleanse your own sins? <laughs> if we confess... Leave the rest to Him. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to cleanse us of our sins, cleanse us of all unrighteousness, forgive us of our sins, cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Amen. It is a when we sin. He said if we sin. There is no season in the life of someone who has been redeemed from sin that all is just sinning alone if he goes on like that he, he doesn't know Christ hello he says if if probably once in three years or probably once in a lifetime if <laughs> hallelujah Ooh, glory to God Now what is the cure to sin? Cure to sin consciousness. He became sin for us. Amen. He became sin on our behalf. He took our place. Hallelujah. Now when He was on that cross, was He dying for Himself? No, He took our place. In the great substitution, He became sin for us. You don't have any reason to bear sin on yourself we don't have any reason to be carried. Any man in the world does not have any reason. Do you know why an unbeliever will be judged? Not because he fornicates or he steals. He's going, be, he's going to be judged because he rejected Jesus. Amen. Do you want to see that? John chapter 16. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, verse 7. It is expedient or advantageous or helpful for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Do you see that? And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin, one, and of righteousness, two, and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me. They rejected me. Hello? He's going to judge the world because what? He's going to judge the world of sin. The Spirit of God is going to judge the world of sin because of what? Because they rejected Jesus. That's the reason for judgment. He's going to judge the world of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. And then, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Now the prince of this world is judged alongside with whomsoever is a partaker of the nature of the prince of this world, the devil. You know Jesus Christ called the Pharisees children of the devil. You are of your father, the devil. Have you read John 8:44 before? Amen. And then in 1st John 3:10, the Bible makes us to understand that there is There's a a, a family called the children of the devil and there's another family called the children of God. So anyone who is a partaker of the nature of the devil, born in Adam, praise the Lord, and refuses Jesus, he's judged alongside with the prince of this world. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Now, what is the remedy? Sometimes you see people who say, well, this thing, oh, I just have to keep struggling with it. this same thing. Oh, I do this, this today. I do that tomorrow and all that. And you go to God and say, God, please give me grace. Give me grace to live above sinning. Praise the Lord. Growing grace through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The King James says grow in grace and in the knowledge the original Greek translation says grow in grace through the knowledge grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge when you know what has been done for you and you take advantage of it amen sin is no longer an issue praise the Lord So on that cross, what happened? He became sin for us on our behalf. Let's go to um, Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6 verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. And that transition says, certainly not. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Amen. Amen. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Oh, this is awesome. How shall we that are dead to sin? We are dead to sin. Dead to sin. How shall we that are dead to sin? How many of us know that we are dead to sin in Christ Jesus? Do you really know it? Some of us don't know that. Amen. Some some of us, when we read the Bible, it's like, is, uh, stop kidding me, God, stop kidding me. This is too good to be true. <laughs> ah, ah 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 ah, you're eating now, ah, ah. you know. Ah. all this for me? <laughs> Probably you're kidding me. How many of us have read the Bible before and the Word of God declares, hear the Lord," so so so, and then the next verse says, "Don't mind me, I was just cracking jokes." <laughs> Have you read, I don't know, have you read your Bible like that before? I said, you see, I I, I was just teasing you, I was just pulling your legs. God doesn't pull people's legs. He doesn't kid nobody. Amen? He's not kidding you. And the Bible is not something, it's not not a promise, or a collective of promises, released by God, alright, that is, or are too good to be true. Amen. (laughs) Look at verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death, Amen The physical practical demonstration of baptism Is to show us in revelation That when we stepped into that water Amen We came into Christ Just like we came into Christ through faith in Christ Jesus Confessing his lordship of our lives And being dipped into that water means we died with him And then raised from that water means we were made alive together with Him. Out of corruption into life. So, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into His death? Praise the Lord. You were baptized into His death? What kind of death? He died on the cross, having become sin. He died on the cross, having became sin, having borne our sicknesses on his own body, having borne our diseases on his own body, having borne our sins on his own body. Amen? He didn't die, listen very carefully please, he didn't die and then thereafter, bore our sins and sicknesses on his own body. He didn't die, and then thereafter became sin. When did he become sin? He became sin on the cross. He bore our sicknesses on the cross. He bore our sins on the cross. Before he gave up the ghost finally, and died. Amen? Physically, he became sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, when he was on that cross, he took our place. Praise the Lord. If you read Romans chapter 8, if you read from verse 1 down to 4, you understand. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to die in our stead, so that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Amen? Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Do you see that? He took our place. Mm -hmm, That's true. He took our place. So, when he died, hello? When he died, what did he die to? He died to sin and he died to sins. So, because he took our place, we died when he died. The great substitution shows us what he did for us. The great identification shows us what we can receive of what he's done for us by identifying with what he did for us, with him. Because he represented us. Hallelujah. Praise God. So when he died, we died. When He was crucified, we were crucified. When He died, we died. When He was buried, we were buried. When He rose from the dead, we were raised together with Him. That is the identification. Hallelujah. When He was crucified, I was crucified with Him. Lift up your mouth. Hallelujah. Lift up your head and then open your mouth. I want you to say some truths now. Praise God. (laughs) Say after me, When Jesus died, died, I died with him. him. When he was crucified, crucified, I I was crucified with him. You see the word with there. It's a preposition that talks about identification, isn't it? With. Do you see that? Say it again. When Jesus Christ was crucified, crucified, I was crucified with Him. him. When Jesus Christ died, died, on that cross, cross, I died with Him. him. When He was buried, buried, I was buried with Him. When He was raised from the dead, I was, I was raised together with him. That's the gospel of your salvation. That's the power of God. Ah, I was reading a translation some time ago. I really love the translation. I think it's amplified. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the working power of God unto salvation. Let somebody say, Walking. Walk. <laughs> Another just says, is, is the active power of God unto salvation? When we say salvation, we define it, it's all encompassing. It means to be saved from sin and all its consequences. The Word of God, the Word of Christ, the Gospel of Christ, Amen, Christ preached unto us. In other words, the mysteries revealed by the Holy Ghost in the Pauline Epistles. Unto us of what it means when he was crucified. What does it mean? To the Father, what does it mean? To us, what should it mean when he was crucified? When he was crucified on that old rugged cross, do you know what it means? To the Father... It means that you were crucified with him. The father saw you crucified. The father saw the sin and nature crucified. The father saw the old man crucified. Hallelujah. In the eyes of justice, he saw being crucified on that cross. He saw the old man being crucified on that cross. Now let's read on. Amen? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. Do you see that? In other words, physical baptism being dipped into the water means what? You were buried with the Lord Jesus into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of His death, we shall be also in the likeness of His resurrection. Hallelujah. Knowing this, let someone say knowing this. Oh, this is something we ought to know and we have to know. We must know. The Holy Spirit is saying we should know this. Amen? Nothing else matters when the Holy Spirit says know this. Knowing this. Do you see that? That our old man is crucified with him. Our old man, the sin man, the sin nature, the Adamic nature. Amen? Was crucified with him. Has been crucified with him. It's not something that is going to take place. So let's keep struggling with sin and battling with sin. No, we don't have any business to struggle with sin. Amen? Amen. For sin shall no more have dominion over us. You struggle with what has dominion over you. So that he's not going to take the ascendancy. See. <laughs> Knowing this, that the old man is. In other words, has been crucified with him, talking about Christ, that the body of sin, the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. That the body of sin might be destroyed. Praise the Lord. That the body of sin might be destroyed. Do you see that? Amen. Now, what is the body of sin is talking about? When a man is born again, his spirit is recreated. Amen? Praise the Lord. You know, you see some Christians, what they say, they say, well, having been saved, what you do is this you try as much as possible to pray that the God will remove the Adamic nature. That is what we call sanctification. But the, you, that's not scriptural, it doesn't have any base there. Who is our sanctification? Who is our sanctification? Who is our sanctification? Jesus. Who is our sanctification? Jesus. He says so, sanctification is the second grace, is the second work of of grace. So having been saved, you have to keep praying, Lord sanctify me. Hey, Lord sanctify me. Remove the, the old man, remove the old man. Oh, Father, remove the adamic nature, peel it off, peel it off, peel it off, peel it off. Peel it off, oh Lord! Peel it off. Knowing this, come on, shut up your mouth. There, there's something you ought to know that you have not known. Knowing this, that the old man, the Adamic nature, has been crucified with him. He says he crucified it, and you are say peel it off. Where, where are you peeling it off to? Don't put a comma where God put a full stop. You see, don't let us read it that way. Hey, we are brethren. We have to be careful now. We have to. What what carefulness is that? When God has said something, who is it that speaketh and it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it? Now, the reason we have people just stay in there, no change for years, they look always like people who who are looking for a way of escape from this world. They have not had occupancy like home, and it's looking for a way of escape. We should look for His appearing. Amen? Amen. While we look for His appearing, we get busy with His assignment here on the earth. Amen? Amen. Now, I've seen some brethren gather together and say, Lord, 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 oh, 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 oh God. Come on, come on, destroy this world so that we can be taken to heaven. Praise the Lord. Now that's selfish prayer. There are a lot of people that are not saved yet. The church is not standing where we ought to stand yet. Hello? The church is not standing where we ought to stand yet. So why should he just come and just and just staminate the whole thing? Praise the Lord. The old man has been crucified. You will go so far and you do so well in life If you take the word of God Just the way it is Don't add to it Don't subtract from it Amen. Get the exact knowledge of the word of God Not philosophy Not human doctrines Amen That turn away from the truth Not form Not religion Get the life Lord I thank you because you are my sanctification I have been sanctified So I set apart my body I set apart my life To follow your word Because I have been set apart How can I not set myself apart Unto you because I have been set apart You set me apart In Christ Jesus And so I am set apart (laughs) Glory to God Ah, I live for you all the days of my life Because I have been set apart He is my sanctification He is my sanctification. I have no business with the world any longer. I I have no business with sin any longer. I have no business, you know, with fellowshipping, with the works of darkness any longer. Amen? He set me apart. And so I stay set apart. Glory to God. Amen? He said, well, why are you doing like, I'm set apart? But are you trying to set yourself apart? No, He set me apart. So I am set apart. (laughs) Glory to God. So I walk as one who is set apart consecrated, dedicated, sanctified. Amen. I'm set apart. Knowing these, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be what? Destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. The body of sin is talking about this mortal body Death doomed body Amen The spirit is saved Recreated The mind must be restored Renewed by the word of God Romans 12 If you read from verse 1 down to 2 Amen If you read Psalm 23 two, Amen The mind constantly The soul has to be what? Renewed You renew the soul On the word of God Constantly On the word of God Constantly on the word of God Amen Because carnality and spirituality Is a function of the mind It has to do with mindedness. Praise the Lord. If you read Romans chapter 8, you will know that what you set your mind on, you will become. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. If all you think about is sin, 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 sin. Somehow you are going to fall into that sin. But if all you think about is righteousness, 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 you walk in it. Praise the Lord. So you renew the mind with the word. With the word, by the word, and on the word. You set your affection on that word. You set your mind on the word. You set your will on the word, Hallelujah. Do you understand that? And then this death-doomed body. Praise God. You have to put it under. First Corinthians 9.27 You put this body under. You subdue it. Knowing this, that the old man is crucified, that the body of sin might be destroyed. The original transition says Mortified Another transition says Put to death In other words Another one says Subdued Another transition says Buffeted Another one says Put under control Hallelujah Until the final redemption of our body No matter how high up you are in the spirit this body is going to desire something that is contrary to the will of God. You must learn to put it under. Knowing this, that the old man is crucified, that the body of sin might be put under. That you no longer serve sin. That the body of sin might be mortified, laid down there as a dead body. Laid down there, inactive, Praise the Lord. You know, they used to sing a song in Yoruba. Kilo so. Amen. Have you heard that song before? The old man is crucified. Amen. What else will the body of sin do? It takes its source, its power from the old man. And so you can you can mortify it. <laughs> Oh, glory to God. No strength, no root any longer. He said, But it's like he's so strong. No. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. You are the one that should be stronger. Because the old man is crucified. Stand therefore in liberty liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again. The yoke of bondage. Stand therefore. Let somebody say, Stand therefore. Until you get what you are standing there for. You just stand there for. Praise God. <laughs> Are you getting light here? Yes. This is the gospel of our salvation. This is life. Now, if you feed on another gospel and a wrong gospel, some people say when when you fast all the fat out of your body, and then your skin is stuck to your bone you will realize that you are walking in righteousness. When your eyes get into your eye sockets and you are looking like somebody from the moon, you, you see that you are walking in righteousness. <laughs> that's not going to help you. You will just die fasting. It's not by your struggling. He was made sin for you. You receive what He has done by faith and be thankful. And that's why the more you get to understand who you are in Christ and what is done for you, your prayer point, you will realize that your needs and prayer of petitions, you understand, will become inversely proportional to your prayer of thanksgiving. Amen? In other words, you realize that your prayer of thanksgiving will keep increasing. Why the prayer of, Lord, I need this, Lord, I need that, will keep what? Decreasing. God, I don't need. Lord, I need healing. I don't need it. I have it. Amen. Amen. I have been healed, made whole. He said, but I don't see it. He is. Oh, pastor. Let's be frank now. Okay, oh, okay, 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 okay. I understand the Bible. I said that now. Okay, put that Bible aside now. Now let's face reality. Let someone say reality. reality. Sanctify them by the truth. The word is reality. Thy word is true. Thy word is true. That's reality. For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That the things which do appear were not made, which we see. Were not made out of the things which do appear. Do you see that? In other words, the raw material they are, that gave back to what you call reality is the Word of God. So you say, say us let's be real, let's be real. What can be more real than the Word of God? Now, now, Pastor, put Bible aside now. Let's talk frank, frank talk. There's no frank talk other than the truth. If you can't talk the truth, keep your frank talk somewhere else. I don't need it. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. He said, Pastor, you see, the, my feelings, you don't understand my feelings. So you don't understand my, my feelings are wild. I mean, nobody can tame my feelings. Amen? Praise God. But the truth is that you have not known the truth enough to know that your feelings have been tamed. All you have to do is respond to the truth of God's word and you find out that, ah, so this thing is this simple. Do you think he called us into himself to keep struggling? How did we come into Christ? By grace. What is grace? Divine ease. An enablement from God to accomplish divine feats. That's grace. Now, do you think that we we come in through the door of grace into him? And then, all we now find in him is this grace. Think about it. Look at verse 7. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, died no more, dead had no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. Amen? And we died with him, isn't it? So we die unto sin what? Once. Once. See, I'm dying to sing gradually now, you see. Brethren, oh, you see me. Oh, I'm just dying to sing daily. I'm just dying daily. God help me, I'm just dying. I'm just dying. Amen? You are not dying daily. If you are dying daily, you are, you are, you are not dying, you have not, let me use the word, you have not died. <laughs> the kind of death that the Bible talks of is a once and for all death. When Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 that I die daily, what was he talking about? Was he talking about dying to sin daily? He was talking about living in the terror of fear. People were haunting his life. You understand? He was a living sacrifice. Do you understand that? He was what? Just like Isaac was a living sacrifice, he was as good as dead. If God insists, stop, look yonder, there's a ram who's on his head in a thicket. Then sacrifice that ram instead of your son. Isaac was as good as dead. When he stood up from that altar, he was what? A living sacrifice. Huh? I could have died. Though. But for God that brought a substitute. That's a living sacrifice. Amen? Hallelujah. Paul was living in the terror of fear all his life. If he went there, they pursued him. If he went the other way, they pursued him. They wanted to kill him. He said, look, I'm as good as dead. I'm no longer afraid of death, so to speak. But everywhere I go, I have death pursuing me to kill me. Praise the Lord. Now let's read that so that you know that well, Paul said, I die daily, so I die daily too. Let's read that so that you understand what it means. 1 Corinthians 15, and then we we'll close. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many of us like reading the Bible? I don't know. When I read the Bible, I just smile. <laughs> Amen. I wish we had a university where we have lectures and just Bible studies. Praise God. And just get fed with the word. Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, glory to God. If you read verse 29, but let's read from verse um, 19 so that we can understand it. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now in Christ, now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. For since by man came dead, by man came also the resurrection of the dead, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive, but every man in his own order. Christ, the first fruit afterward, that that day, day that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he had put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, for he that put for he had put all things under his feet. But when he seeth all things are put under his feet, it is manifest that he is exempted, which put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him. Then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead? If the dead rise not at all, why are they then baptized for the dead? And why stand we in jeopardy every hour? I protest by your rejoicing which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. Praise the Lord. Now there was a, An heretic teaching in the Corinthian church That there is nothing like resurrection So Paul Began to speak By the wisdom and the power of God To correct that That Look there is resurrection According to the scriptures Jesus Christ died and was raised On the third day Praise the Lord And then he was telling them he said, "Look, Why do I jeopardize my life All this while If there's no resurrection, I'm doomed. If I go preach where the Holy Ghost says I should go preach, and then somebody stones me to death, and there's no resurrection, what happens? I'm stoned to death for life. Praise the Lord. He was talking about resurrection of the dead. So I die daily here, if you read in context, he wasn't talking about being dead to Christ. I mean dead with Christ To sin He was talking about dying daily In other words, every day Every blessed day He was faced with the jeopardy of death Threatened every day In other words, you could put it this way I am being threatened Of death Every day I die daily That's what it means Praise the Lord So we don't die daily, so to speak In that sense Of being dead with Christ To sin We die once When he was crucified Amen Not that we are being crucified We are are getting crucified now No, we are not getting crucified now We were crucified Galatians 2.20 Paul said, I have been crucified With Christ Nevertheless I live Yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh and the body, in other words, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Praise the Lord. We have been crucified. With whom? With Jesus. To what? To sin. We are dead to sin. We have been crucified with Him. Praise the Lord. So don't die daily. Amen? Stay dead. Don't blink your eyes and say, I'm opening my eyes now. Am I really dead? No. You are dead. Amen? Dead to sin. You died with him when he died. Hallelujah. So you could die to sin. Amen? Amen? Look at verse eleven. That's that's the cure. This is the major cure now. He says, likewise, do you see that? Reckon ye also yourselves to be what? Dead indeed. Truly speaking, reckon ye yourself dead to be dead indeed unto sin, but what? Alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you see that? Now look at verse twelve. It says, "Let not sin, therefore, reign in your what mortal body, but that you should obey it that you should obey it in the laws thereof." Amen. And verse thirteen says, "Neither yield ye your members as instruments of what unrighteousness unto sin." Praise the Lord. Hello. Praise the Lord. When you are dead to something, or you have died to something. It means you have died to it. You are no more alive to it. I like the way another translation puts it. It says, Seeing yourself dead to sin, in that sin speaks a language that you don't understand. How many of us understand the language of sin here? In Christ, I don't understand. Dead. When the ears are dead, a deaf man doesn't hear, you might abuse him from morning to night. So far you are not gesticulating. And say all kinds of terrible things. <laughs> Imagine me smiling with you. He's dead. His ears are dead to it. He can't hear any longer. Praise the Lord. When you bring a Japanese here Raised in Japan Never spoke English for once Never viewed any movie In English And then came to Nigeria Amen And then came to State, You are now speaking Egba Egba Or to Osho State To speak Indonesia Amen is dead to everything you are saying. He can't pick it. Reckon ye yourself to be dead to sin indeed. Let someone say reckon. And that says count yourself. Count yourself. Let someone say count. count. I don't know what we are counting oh. No. Amen but there's a counting that matters to God. He said, count yourself. Hmm? Another one says, see yourself in this light. See yourself in this light. See yourself in this light, indeed. Amen? Reckon, count, see yourself in this light. Okay, another one says, measure up yourself to this truth measure up, let someone say measure up you see that don't fall short of it, measure up come to terms with this truth come to terms let someone say come to terms do you see that Reckon. hallelujah so what do we now do with the works of sins how do we treat them see the way the bible says we treat them Amen. And then we close. Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty six. Ephesians four, twenty six. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ephesians four, twenty six. Let's read verse 25. He says, if we start from verse 20, 21, or let's say 22, That ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, in other words, you put off the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and that ye were renewed in the sweet of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, in other words, ye put on the new man in Christ, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. As a result of this, in other words, wherefore, wherefore means as a result of what preceded this, putting away, let someone say putting away, now you put away, what do you put away, the old man, no, the old man has, has been put away by Christ, crucified, what do you put away, you put away all the works of the old man. You have no business to fellowship with the works of darkness any longer. You were once darkness, but now are you light in Christ? You have no business fellowshipping with the works of darkness any longer. Amen. Lying now, you should get to a point that your reckoning is so much, your counting is so much, your measuring up is so much, your seeing in this light is so much, your coming to terms is so much that lying is strange to you. Hello? Say, is it possible? Yes, it is. All things are possible to him who believes. You are a believing one. Amen? All things are possible. Now look at this. Wherefore, putting away what? Lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Do you see that? Do you see that? Amen. Praise the Lord. Let somebody say, put away. Put away. Shout it loud. Put away. Shout it loud. Put away. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 13. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. How do we treat those things? We mortify the deeds of the body. To mortify means to kill, to deaden. Amen? You mortify, put to death, put off, put away, mortify. Do you see those words there? Let's let's be careful of those words. Mortify. Let somebody say Multify. mortify. Say it again. Mortify. Say it again. Mortify. The same thing can be found in Colossians chapter three, verse five. Colossians three, five. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness which is idolatry. Amen. Mortify. Let somebody say mortify. Mortify. Say it again. Say it again. Now how do we mortify? If we live according to the flesh, we will die. But if we, through the Spirit, do mortify. If we, through the Holy Ghost, do what? Mortify. One of the reasons, the major reasons the Holy Ghost has come to indwell us is so that we can put to death by Him, hallelujah, (coughs) the works of the flesh, the works of the body. Amen. We put it to death. And how do you do that? (coughs) Constantly walking by the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. To walk in the Spirit means to walk by the recreated human spirit, one, by the instruction of the Word of God written for us, two, and to be led by the Spirit, whatever it prompts you to do, walk in it. Amen? Now, as we begin to act on the Word of God and live by the Word of God, we get to a point that we see these members deadened. But we shouldn't stop, we should keep walking by the Word. Practicing the Word. Amen? Practicing the word. And then, as we have the prompting of the Holy Spirit in our recreated human spirit, bearing witness with us, no, don't say that. Now, shut up now. Don't say that. And then, you swallow that word in Jesus' name. Amen? And then you could take your shirt and leave that room. Praise God. Praying the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit. Love is mine. Patience is mine. Long-suffering. Temperance. Joyfulness. Amen? Faith. Peace In the name of Jesus Christ Hallelujah Now you have just acted on the word of God In your anger sin not Let not the sun come down on your wrath Amen Now you have just acted on the word And as you act on the word And keep acting on the word And keep living by the word The word of God will become one with you You become one with the word of God It's built into your system And as the word of God is built into our system As we act on the word of God What happens? We realize that we are walking in the fullness and the reality of the liberty that He has bought for us. Can somebody say Amen to that? Amen. You will be underdeveloped if you are not a doer of the word. I tell you the truth, you will not grow. People who are sense rude, cannot so to the body, they are, they they never they know so much about the word. They have mental accent sense knowledge but they will never act on the word Amen they will never act on the word they are underdeveloped sense ruled ruled by the enemy not that the enemy ought to be ruling them but they are ruled by the enemy because they have not known that as they act on the word of God and live by the truth of the word of God they live in liberty Amen. Praise the Lord. Who are those who are underdeveloped in the church? They are those who will never be doers of the word. They don't do the word. They have many notes about the word of God. But they will never meditate and give themselves wholly to these things. So their profiting is not appearing to anybody. Amen. Have you read Acts of the Apostles chapter 1 before? three treatise. I have written unto you, Theophilus, of the things which Jesus Christ both began to what? To do and to what? Teach. He was a doer of the word. Be doers of the word of God and not hearers only, deluding your own selves. James 1.22 If you are not a doer of the word, you just talk about it, you don't practice that word, it's not going to be part of you. And we know a lot of people in the church that the word of God has not become part of them. Why? Because they don't do the word. They don't practice the word. You practice the word of God when it comes to anger. Alright? Now, check out the word of God. What does the Bible say about anger? And then you keep acting on what God has said concerning anger. Praise the Lord. You will never find it again. Amen? Check the word. And then do the word. As we do the word of God, we grow. As we practice the word of God, the word of God abides in us. And as the word of God abides in us, we grow. We keep growing. We keep growing. It is when the word of God is built into us that we grow. Nobody grows, naturally speaking, by just looking at food and saying, you see, that's pepper soup for you. Pepper soup. Pounded yam. That's pounded yam with a goosey soup. And you just keep looking at it like, pounded yam. Oh, that's gari for you. Bread, bread. You will never grow that way. You have to eat the, the food. You eat it. Then digest it and what? Assimilate it. That's what brings about natural growth. True or false. You see the word and anger anger the anger and sin of, The anger and sinner. The and then anger came. You did not act on that word. You think it's going to be part of you? You think you are going to grow that way? Give and it shall be given unto you. Give and it shall be given unto you. Give and it shall be you keep saying it in your mouth. And you don't act on that word giving you think that you are going to grow that way? By stripes I'm healed. By stripes. And then you keep looking at, by stripes I'm healed, by stripes I'm healed. When there was light headache, you never acted on that word. And now there is a serious case you want to live by that same word. That is strange to you. Praise the Lord. You live by the word. Amen? And let's run through this very quickly and then we go home. Amen. Let somebody say putting away. Put in away. Mortify. Mortify. Do you see that? And then if you read Romans chapter 6, verse 6, it says, put off. Let somebody say put off. Do you see that? If you read Romans chapter 6, if you read verse 12, the Bible says, let not. Let somebody say let not. So if it comes, you have let it. And then if you read on in that same Romans chapter 6, the Bible says, do not yield. Do not yield your members. Do you see those words? Do not yield, let not mortify, put off, put away. Amen? If you read First Corinthians 9, 27, put under. Put under. Amen? Now, who is in charge? When it comes to walking in the liberty, the grace of God has made provision for you by the knowledge that is made available to you. Do you understand that? There's provision of the grace by the knowledge that is made available. Now what is responsibility? Acting on the word. Can you act on the word? Yes. Will you act on the word? I don't know. It depends on you. (laughs) <laughs> hello can you act on the word yes will you I don't know I will to do your will can I do the will of God yes I can I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me well I don't have the grace that was why I could not no the grace of God is always sufficient for you In fact, the Bible says the grace of God that brings salvation, you understand, has appeared to some few people. Amen. Will you act on the word of God? I don't know. It's not left to you. Will you mortify? I don't know. It's left to you. Will you put under? I don't know. It's left to you. Will you let not? I don't know. It's left to you. Amen. Will you put off or put away? I don't know. It's left to you. Has God crucified the old man? Yes, He has. He's done that in Christ Jesus. Will He put on that for you? No, He will not. You through the Spirit. You. Let somebody say me. That's it. You. You make up your mind. That it's not that um, when we get to heaven we see that ah, Christ did so much for us so, but we didn't take advantage of it. Redemption is, is as good now as you have it in heaven. So let's take advantage of everything that he's done for us. Somebody said something, he said, when I die I will die empty. I said, why? He said, because I would have given back to everything that God has put within me. Nothing will be left I said that's good, that's fine Praise God Now you have to take advantage Of every single thing that is done for you Take advantage of it Lay hold The Bible says fight the good fight of faith What? Lay hold on eternal life Anything that is not of the order of eternal life Reject it Fight the good fight of faith You are not fighting the devil, don't fight the devil Amen Amen Stand, lay hold on that victory. He is defeated. Having spoiled, not his. See, let's endure now. He's, still going to, he's just going to spoil. It's just a matter of time. So let's, let's endure the panic the, you know, beating of the devil, the battering, you know, the bashing. It's a fight of faith. Amen? The devil is wrestling. What is he attacking? He's attacking our faith. He wants to attack our faith. He wants to get us out of faith. And the very moment he gets us out of faith, this is the victory that I the world, even our faith. Defeat is outside faith. Praise the Lord. So what is the fight? Is what? The f- fight of faith. And the Bible says it's a good fight. <laughs> when you say something is a good fight, people who, who watch wrestling, you understand I'm probably boxing. Say, that was a good fight. It's a good fight. In other words, it's a victorious one. It's a good fight. Let someone say, good fight. The fight of faith is always a good fight. It's not a bad one. Praise the Lord. In other words, if you are in faith, the victory is guaranteed. It's a good fight. Fight the good fight of faith. What is the good fight? You lay hold. Lay hold on what? Eternal life. John six sixty three. The words that I speak unto you, they are what spirit and they are life. The words that I speak unto you, they are eternal life. Fight the good fight of faith. laying hold on the word. Don't let go. What guarantees you victory? Amen. What guarantees you victory? Lay hold on it. Grab it. Grab it devil says, no, lose it. He said, no, I'm not losing it. I'm holding on to it. Say, lose it. No, I'm not losing it. I'm holding on to it. That's the fight of faith. He will want to frustrate you so you can lose hold of the word of God. That's what he wants to do. Because he knows that it is written, we bail you out. What is written is written. It is written, we bail you out. And then lay hold on it. That's the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Well, the struggle with lust is battling me so much. Oh, God, have mercy on me. Deliver me from this lust. Amen. Oh, deliver me. You know, I've been serving you all this while. I pay my tithes and offering. That's not the ground. Your faith is based on the wisdom of man. That's not the ground. Because it's uh-uh, base it on something. Say, so you see, Lord, see how I strive for you. I've been trying to live this thing. You can see how I've been trying. No, it's, that's, it's not your trying that is going to help that faith. Oh, Lord, you see how many men of God have laid hands on me. They prayed and prayed, laid hands on me. You say I'm growing bored now. Through the laying on of hands, you say, that's not the basis of your faith. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It must be the gospel of Christ. It must be what He's done for you. It is the working power of God, the active power of God unto salvation. You say, Lord, you see, you see I've been fasting for the past twenty one days. You see I've been fast it's not your fasting. You see, Lord, you see you see I've made up my mind that I'm not gonna shake any lady again. You see I, I you see the way I close my eyes and set my eyes like a flint <laughs> on the street when I walk. Oh, but this thing is still battling me. Lord God, have mercy. Have mercy. Your faith is still based on the wisdom of man. It's not going to produce. But Lord, I come with your word. Knowing this, you said, knowing this, that the old man is crucified, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that I no longer serve sin. (laughs) Hallelujah. Lord, I come to lay hold on this. Of his fullness have we received grace for grace. The Bible says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The word of God is full of grace, it contains God's active power for deliverance. And then you lay hold on that in the name of Jesus Christ. I am crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20 In the name of Jesus Christ. Lost, I am not part of you. I am not one with you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And Father said, <laughs> Boy, come on. <laughs> Boy, come on. Have you seen Jesus stood? Have you seen Jesus stand for, for somebody that was standing in faith before? Have you heard of Stephen? Anytime you read the Bible, you hear that He's seated at the right hand of the Father, isn't it? But He stood up for Stephen that day. And He received His Spirit. When you are in faith, God stands for you. Arise, O Lord, and let thine enemies be scattered. Amen? Amen? He was in faith. He was not going to let go of what He believed. Those stones were coming down on Him. The Bible says they used stone to peel off his flesh. They stoned him to a level that they peeled off his flesh. It was, it was what was left was, you know, a mass of bones. If you read another commentary, they used stones to peel off his flesh. Wow! They peeled off all his flesh. But he never gave up. <laughs> Glory to God. Fight of faith. It was a good fight. It was a good fight. Amen? And he stood in that. Praise the Lord. Now think about your prayer life. Kenneth E. again of Blessed Memory said, Your prayer is helpless without the word. Let somebody say helpless. Helpless. Say it again. No matter how tight the prayer is, it might have some quintessence of Queen's English. You know, Lord, I, I just came to the E, and say, it's it's not going to shake God, you see? Eh? He was the one that scattered their language, so it's not it's not going to it's not going to move him. Praise God. And then you say it in Igbo language, or you say it in Yoruba. Just let it be worded. That's the cocoa. What is the cocoa? The word is the cocoa. That's the cocoa. Hallelujah. And that's it. Just let it be worded. Our prayers are helpless Without the word This is what you have said Concerning this God you are not a man That you should lie Hallelujah He said yes I'm not You are not the son of man That you should repent He said yes I'm not Have you said it Will you not do it Have you spoken it Will you not make it good God says oh boy You are challenging me now <laughs> Now, I'm going to show forth. You remember when they prayed in Acts chapter 4? That prayer that shook the whole house to its foundation. The Bible says a lot of them withdrew into their company. What happened? The Bible says, they began to pray a prophetic prayer from Psalm 2. Why do the nations rage? And the people plot a vain thing. God said, these people have started again. Come on, boys. Yeah. Woo! They were challenging God. None of His word will go back to Him void. It will prosper and do well. In that very thing, it was saint. It will accomplish God's purpose. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet. <laughs> glory to God. I say glory to God. What is the gospel of your salvation? Christ. Christ. Paul said, We came to preach unto you Christ. We preached Christ. Philip got to Samaria. What did he preach? He preached Jesus. Oh glory. He preached Jesus. What do you believe? You have to believe the word. The Bible says, The word of God grew and prevailed. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. They preached the word. They preached the word. The Bible says they went forth. Preaching everywhere. God also working with them, confirming the word. Not human philosophy. Amen. You say, oh God, look at my tears and have mercy on me. It's not enough reason for him to have mercy on you. Lord, you said I am a partaker of the sure mercies of David. For thou will arise and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her, yay! The set time is now. Hallelujah! God says, He's challenging me now. He's challenging me now. You present this word back to Him. Lord, it's we know you've been blessed by this message. For further information and details on how to be a partner, please contact. Shagul teaching ministries on 234 or plus two three four eight zero six zero one triple zero nine three. Stay blessed.